What is up, everybody? My name is Luke Duska from DuskaPop.com. I am here to break down everything that happened in the Challenge All-Stars, episode number two. Paramount Plus's new hit show is continuing to be great. Episode two is in the books now. Trishel has been eliminated, and I'm here to break everything down. And I am looking forward to talking about the show starting now. So, this is the Trishel episode, for sure. Trishel was the main focus of pretty much every scene in the episode, besides the challenge itself and the beginning of the episode when Latarian walks back into the house which is now a challenge tradition, apparently. It's happened every episode of Double Agent so far, and we've seen it in All-Stars now, where the elimination winner walks back into the house, and it's a ceremonious event, and we kind of welcome them back into the game, and they, they get a little scene where they get to brag about them winning the elimination. The worst version of this happening so far has got to be Josh after beating see I can't even remember who Josh beat in elimination that's how insignificant I think it was Michi he beat Michi in elimination and he coronated himself the king of eliminations after that and it was just not fun to watch at all and I don't want to go out on a limb, but I will say that most Challenge fans would probably tend to agree with me on on that one. And, yeah, but other than that, the little scene where the elimination winner walks back into the house is fine. I just wanted to mention how horrible it was when Josh did it, just to take a little shot at Josh, because... He's just the worst, and he's fun to not enjoy watching. But with all that being said, and me mentioning how good the show has been so far, I know it's only been two episodes, this definitely wasn't as good as the first episode. But that's also to be expected. The first episode had a lot of momentum and... There was just constantly stuff happening. You had a party. You get reintroduced to all reintroduced to all these amazing characters and people that have not been in your lives for years or back on your TV, and you just can't hold in that excitement. And then the second episode, while still good, is not as good at the same time um, as the first one because we're just getting into the show now. We're we're going to develop a little routine on how every episode works and the show's just not going to be as exciting every single episode because well, it could be more exciting, but the show is not going to be constantly climbing and climbing and climbing. You'll you'll have some dud episodes and I think this is probably going to be looking back on the season as a whole, this will probably be one of the the lesser episodes in the grand scheme of things when when the whole season is complete 
the drama in this episode isn't great. It's it's heavily focused on Trishel, who, this is just my opinion, isn't the best character. I don't enjoy her on any of these shows, to be completely honest. I didn't see her real world... Real, I didn't see her real world season. Uh, and the, the iterations we saw of her on actual challenge seasons never really left me with anything that I enjoyed or anything impressive. Trishel isn't an all-time legend or anything. Back in her day, I'm sure she was great at creating drama and bringing good stuff to the show, but with this season being All-Stars and you having all of these legends back on the show, focusing on her, for me at least, isn't exactly what I wanted to see. So this episode, while not bad, like I said, it being focused on Trishel makes it lesser. And I, I'm i just not as interested in her drama as I would be other people that are on the show. Now let's get into the episode itself. I mentioned earlier we open up with Latarian walking back into the house we get a little quote from Hisela who mentions that a lot of people watched that elimination that Latarian competed in and it kind of was a wake-up call for them. They didn't realize how physical and demanding the challenge is nowadays and it kind of left them with some fear. And how could you blame them? Latarian was body-bagging Ace and if I had to go up against him, I would certainly be scared as well. So she's totally on point with that observation. And it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out on the men's side and how many headbanger type eliminations we get to see. I would love, there's plenty of people on the men's side that I would love to see go head to head in a headbanger. And we know Derek is going to have some type of moment where he has to get physical with someone larger than him and he's just going to give his all and never quit. That's just something that's inevitable. You know Derek's going to have his moment in every season and I'm sure that his time will come on this one where he just impresses everyone with how much heart he has. Speaking of eliminations, real quick, I wanted to mention the pace of the show so far. We've had two episodes, two eliminations, and there's still 20 people left in the cast. By my calculations, this isn't really working out math-wise. There's nine episodes of the show this season and still 20 people in the cast. If they're going to do five... No, because actually that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say if they were going to do five men and five women all going into the final, you would have 10 people left. But that's probably not something that's going to happen either because there is only one winner, like they mentioned in the first episode. It's odd that the pace has been like this so far, but... Maybe in the weeks to come, we'll get episodes with two eliminations. I'm just assuming that there hasn't been a Paris challenge, so we don't know how any of that will 
play out. We'll just watch and enjoy, I guess, and let the chips fall where they may. Moving on from our scene with Latarian, we get the setup for tonight's elimination, which will be Trishel and Kendall with two parallel scenes. First, we have the setup for the main drama of the episode, Trishel and Katie talking about their friendship. Katie was in Trishel's wedding. Apparently, Trishel was in Katie's, but we don't get any photos from that. I have... A lot of opinions on what took place and Trishel and Katie's friendship itself. I will get into that later when we get into our big argument. But it's just interesting that in that scene, we only see pictures from Trishel, Trishel's wedding where Katie is a bridesmaid and not Katie's wedding. It kind of, if you connect the dots, could point to something it could say something about the friendship itself and how Trishel sees their friendship and how Katie sees their friendship and I'll get into that a little later when we get into their big argument after Trishel and Katie's friendship is set up we go outside Derek is talking to Kendall who is our other elimination competitor she's talking about what she's doing the show for Kendall didn't come for the money. She came to show that a mom can win and compete on the show. And Kendall is completely right. Moms can definitely win the challenge. There are plenty of moms on this season. And I would not be surprised if a mom was the winner of this challenge. Because there... I don't know for sure, but there's probably more moms than not moms. And dads and not dads on this season. (laughs) Which will make me go out on a limb and say the chances of a parent winning this season are very high. And a parent winning wouldn't be surprising at all. Kendall is doing yoga. And we move over to the yard where Trishel and Anissa are talking. And it's another Trishel scene. The backstory to this whole conversation, Trishel made some extremely insensitive, hateful, and racist comments towards Anissa during Rivals 2. And we see Trishel here apologizing to Anissa nine years later. There's definitely a lot that can be said about Trishel's timing in this situation, or lack of timing, uh, you could say. But... There's also something to be said for people growing and and recognizing mistakes that they made in the past and becoming better people. And Anissa accepts her apology and Anissa is always going to be understanding of other people. She's a great person overall and is always very willing to accept an apology for someone doing something wrong to her, whether it be Robin during the duel, Trishel in this situation. I can think of Nani during Total Madness. Anissa is always just going to be the bigger person in a situation and be very accepting. And that's why Anissa is not only a great person, but a great character on the show. And overall, just one of the best 
because she does things like this and won't hold a grudge. And even though she constantly gets beaten down and just taken advantage of by other challengers, she is able to rise above it and interact with these people that have done her so wrong. And she's just great for that. Moving on from that, it's time for the challenge. These episodes are very fast-paced compared to the challenge proper show, which has 90-minute episodes, which can drag on sometimes. With All-Stars, we're getting quick, quick scenes and then moving on to important game stuff like getting into the challenge after seven minutes in this episode it's it's a lot better than getting into the challenge 40 minutes into the episode like we do sometimes on the challenge proper maybe 40 minutes is a little exaggerated but it's basically 40 minutes but it is challenge time we see all the challengers walking out to walking out of the house and getting ready for the challenge itself and the challenge today is ancient challenge history According to TJ. Trivia. TJ. It's basically peanut butter and jelly. They just fit together perfectly. TJ is in his element. When we have a trivia challenge. And we see this. Come out. In full in this episode. I don't think TJ has ever had. A trivia challenge performance. As good as this one. He's just on the whole entire time. It is amazing television. And it it really makes the challenge in this episode. Quickly, before I get into some of the good moments from the challenge, our winner is Anissa and Nehemiah on the men's side. I think it's interesting that the producers of the show made these people do a challenge trivia competition. I know Anissa's been on at least 15 Definitely more. I just can't think of the exact number off the top of my head. She's been on that many challenges. She has a distinct advantage here. On the guy side, I don't think anyone was getting questions right. So the fact that Nehemiah won maybe is because he was in a spot in the rotation where he didn't have to face as many tough questions. I think uh, we see Trishel going first obviously she is the loser a lot of that was based off of the position she was in before or when they made the order of the challenge and her being second to last ruthie gets one right they ask a question about a show she was on so she gets one right and then trishel gets asked a question about johnny bananas and I think the bananas specific questions were funny. Maybe the producers of the show missed bananas with him being not on double agents or this show. And they just want to keep him fresh in everyone's brain when they inevitably bring him back for season 37. But Trishel gets that question wrong. She is the first one in. And I just wanted to mention that it's interesting that the producers made them compete in a challenge like this because... None of these people have seen any 
seasons of the challenge that they have not been on. They're not challenge fans. Besides Derek. Derek, I I don't remember what question he went out on, but Derek watches the challenge now because he, he makes a podcast about it. But anyone else? Maybe Mark? Anyone else? They're not going to be... They're not going to thrive in this competition because it's just not something they would know. And some of the questions were ridiculous. Names of the finals from the Gauntlet and the Inferno... I'm a big fan of the challenge. I had no clue what any of those answers would be. And there is a lot of history to the show. It's hard to remember everything. And I there was a lot of these that I didn't know. And that just shows me as someone who's seen pretty much every season and watches the show religiously, doesn't know some of the answers. So how do you expect these people that were on the show, sure, but we're on half of these seasons and definitely for sure don't watch a show how would you expect them to know some of these answers but that that's uh that's just a a point i wanted to make but some of the the good moments from this um, cyrus of course uh gives a an answer to the question i believe was who competed in the most eliminations in a single season as a female uh the answer was sarah from the gauntlet i believe but cyrus answers with anisa kind of confidently and TJ just snaps back at him and makes it I would uh, attribute this noise to something a toddler would make when he goes no uh, it, <laughs> like a, a little kid begging for his toy or not getting his way um, he's crying out no and and TJ this is the exact sound that TJ makes in the show it's it's pretty great and that's just one example of TJ being in his element. We'll, we'll have a couple more. Nehemiah wins on the guy's side. And a quick scene. Beth thinks that Nehemiah would give the lifesaver to her if she did need it. I don't really get this from Beth. Nehemiah is her tenderoni, but Nehemiah, I don't think he's ever wanted to be associated with Beth. Sure, they... There was something there on the duel, but other than that, I think he, right after the duel, actually, he wanted to distance himself from Beth and not not be associated in that way with her. I, I don't really see where Beth is coming from, unless there's actually a friendship there that the show isn't showing. But I, I, think, I think it was pretty wild for Beth to assume that Nehemiah would use the lifesaver on her had she needed it. We get Katie getting a question about Anissa on the gauntlet too. TJ quotes Anissa. Another example of TJ just being on point in this challenge. But Katie gets that one wrong. I think it's funny seeing Katie kind of squirm up there. And you'll see what happens to her later in the challenge. But this was, this was another TJ dynamite moment. Shortly after that, Trishel is the first one to fall, which means she's going into elimination. Like I said earlier, she gets the question about bananas wrong. And then we come back to Katie. Um, TJ asks, how many competitors competed in elimination challenges during the island? Katie says one. TJ comes back with the funniest line I think he's ever said on the challenge. He basically says, Katie, 
how would one person compete in elimination? That makes no sense. But in TJ fashion, it's it, it's delivered a lot better by TJ than I just delivered it there. It's it's probably the funniest thing I've ever seen on the show. I would encourage people to go back and watch that moment. It's 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 beyond hilarious and um, thinking about it. Uh, just it, it just makes me laugh now. Um, so moving on from that, Katie gets that wrong, um, and Katie really can't catch a break in these trivia challenges, or not even trivia challenges, challenges where you're suspended over uh, water from a, a, a high place. Cutthroat, she fell and pretty much broke her face, and she does the same exact thing here. She smacks the water comes up with a bloody nose and you can see some embers starting to to heat up a bit and the fire in katie that we know her for is starting to grow a bit um we'll see it come out later in the episode but katie snaps a bit during this challenge and you see that uh, with enough poking and prodding the the Katie of yesteryear, the fiery Katie that'll that takes no prisoners. She she's here, and it it'll take a bit to get to get that out of her. But like I said last week, it, it's still there. There's another big moment in this challenge when Kendall gets to the third spot on the platforms uh that the challengers are standing on during this it doesn't break when she steps on the third one which it did for most people she's a bit on the lighter side so you can see why that happened but she goes on to get another question wrong and we see it later in the challenge what's supposed to happen when you're on that last spot and it doesn't break and you get another question wrong you're supposed to give it a little jump to break the the platform but Kendall does not do that. She actually steps off of her spots and onto the main apparatus, which is a big no-no. It's not what was intended to happen for anyone. You were supposed to fall through at some point if you got the questions wrong. And we see this come back. Katie, Kendall doesn't really want to jump off the platform at all. She's She's worried about hitting her face, like she mentions. And we see the consequences of this come up later when Kendall does eventually end up being thrown in. The challenge does come down to Ruthie and Anissa. Anissa is a very tenured challenge competitor. The obvious favorite here. Ruthie gets a few questions right, but no one's really a match for Anissa when it comes to this. She's been on so many challenges that basically every question comes from a season that she competed on. Which gives her an intense advantage, and we see that come through. Anissa wins the challenge. Probably going to be the only challenge that Anissa wins this season. We'll see what happens, but there's some some serious competition in this field, and Anissa's powers are fading in recent seasons. We've seen her struggle a bit, and... When it's a physical challenge, she has some trouble with those. So 
let's enjoy this Anissa victory for now. And we'll see what happens to her later in the season. But it's a good win for her. She keeps herself safe out of elimination. And she will most likely be here for the long run in this season. Nobody really wants her in elimination. Good win, Anissa. Moving on. We go back to the house. We see a little conversation between a group. I think it's Kellyanne, Katie, Jemmy might be there, Mark's there. They're talking about who Trishel should go against. And we see a little thing between Trishel and Katie again. Trishel's annoyed that Katie doesn't have an opinion on who she should go against. And I just want to say, if they're thinking about someone that Trishel would go against, and if Trishel actually wants to win an elimination, the answer is very obvious. You would clearly want to go against Beth, who is not only 50 years old, but in her heyday, she was one of the worst competitors on the show. It's It was obvious to me that Beth should be the one going in. I'm sure it's obvious to people watching the show. I'm not sure why they don't go in that direction. Maybe I think it gets mentioned maybe once, but it's wild to me that Trishel wants to, she mentions wanting to stay in the game, wanting someone that she can beat. But I don't know why Beth isn't even slightly brought up. Anissa has a different agenda than Trishel. Trishel, Anissa's forgiven Trishel for what she did to her, but Anissa is thinking about her position in the game above all. And Kendall is mentioned as potentially being voted for and Anissa's pushing hard for that she thinks Kendall would be a pretty stark threat in the in a final situation so she wants to get her out of the game as soon as possible and Trishel maybe could have a chance you never know Kendall's smaller she could potentially beat her in a more physical headbanger type elimination Anissa just being shrewd and a smart player like always thinking about the future of the game and trying to leverage the challenge she won in the best way possible to advance her position with all that and that minor brief strategy portion of the show that's pretty much all the strategy we get from the whole episode which is uh, one thing lacking from uh, the all-star so far in double agents we definitely have a lot of time to go over scenarios and things that could happen in the episodes but all-stars is more condensed it's faster paced you don't get as much time for in-game strategy discussion and a lot of these people aren't really strategists in the first place so i don't think you're going to see any groundbreaking things happen it's 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 going to be a lot to do with the actual challenges themselves this season. You won't see a West type or a Bananas type taking over this game just based off relationships and social standing, which is fine. The challenges on this season are going to be great, and they have been so far, which means it's it's not really a problem that we won't see that strategy. But that that's pretty much all the strategy we get in the whole episode. Moving on to nominations... Uh, Hasella, along with the whole house, want to know what happened to Kendall uh, with the situation that happened during the challenge. She kind of frantically explains what was going on in her head and her reasoning behind not basically just jumping in the water. 
she is trying to explain how she kind of just had a brain fart and I mean who's really buying that the house definitely doesn't buy that she does end up getting voted in unanimously another reason that potentially happened so far we've seen in the two nominations everyone rallying behind one person to be voted in this was basically unanimous besides Darrell's vote for Katie which is for sure a burn vote he didn't want to vote in Kendall who was on his road rule season but I wanted to mention no one's really stepping on any toes here so far definitely could be something that happens in the future but everyone's rallying behind one person in these nominations and Everyone's kind of worried about where they stand and how they're being perceived in the house. Which means they're not really going to be bold with any strategies. And if it's not them, they're willing to do that. And you see that across the board with pretty much everyone on the show. Which has led to Ace being voted in unanimously and then Kendall here. Kendall votes for Hesela. Her reasoning behind that is Hesela was the second person to fall in the water. But... No one really gets behind that. Like I mentioned, no one's stepping on toes. So Kendall is nominated. She is going into elimination. It will be Trishel versus Kendall. And before we get to that, we have our big drama scene. Like I said earlier, I wasn't really that invested. Trishel isn't my favorite. But we see the relationship between her and Katie kind of just implode and destruct. Trishel is at first upset with Katie. She didn't go and tell her who was nominated at the ceremony because Trishel is the only person at the house waiting. She won't take part in the nomination ceremony, obviously, because she's going in. And when they come back, Derek is the one that breaks the news to her, and she's upset with Katie because Katie didn't run up and tell her who was nominated. And Katie's supposed to be her best friend. Katie kind of ex- explains that Trishel, when she's frustrated, she takes her anger out on Katie, kind of makes her her punching bag, kind of uses Katie in that way. And that was kind of an element of their relationship the whole time they lived together. And there's just this big blow up after that where they talk about their relationship. Trishel kind of just seems comes off as fake to me. She mentions that Katie has no friends and she has a bunch of friends and Katie kind of handles herself well here you see her blow up a little and like I said last week and how I mentioned earlier um, that fire in Katie still is there it is certainly it certainly comes out here she screams at Trishel we see that and it's uncensored too which is which is fun to watch but I don't really understand what Trishel is upset about the friendship just kind of seems superficial and I don't really, uh, there's obviously some stuff the show isn't putting on the episodes, but it's, it, why is Trishel really that upset at Katie? She, Katie really hasn't done anything that bad to her. Uh, I don't really get it. And 
it kind of just seems that Trishel is hanging on to something that and had an idea of something that would exist between her and Katie that existed in the past, but Katie has moved on a bit and she's in her forties as an, and it's just not the same dynamic as it used to be. Katie has a family and everything and just doesn't have time to deal with Trishel in the way she would have when they lived together. And ultimately I just think Trishel comes off kind of fake and, and rude in this whole encounter. That's the that's the big drama in this episode, the fight between Trishel and Katie. And I, I think I've expressed it I'm firmly on Katie's side in this this whole ordeal. But that's that's our drama for this for this episode. It's it's the Trishel episode and you, you, she's uh she's both redeeming herself and uh ruining a friendship all in the same episode. So it's time to get into the elimination. It's it's not so fast. It's it's the CT elimination. CT is the expert at not so fast. He schools Darrell in this in invasion, which leads to him ultimately winning that season. And he's when you think of the challenges where you have to I know he lost to Jay, kind of a fluky loss in my opinion. But when you when you think of the challenges where you tie stuff up and you have to make your opponent untie what you've tied. You think CT and his his plethora of knots. That's the challenge that, or that's the elimination that will be contested tonight. And I was interested to see if Trishel would actually try in this. She's, in the past, she's proven that she can just give up at some points. And I was, to be honest, I was expecting that to happen. There was... Kind of a little snippet in the next on scene from, I believe, last week where someone quits an elimination and TJ says, wow, well, that sucked. I was wholeheartedly expecting that to be Trishel, but it turns out it wasn't. And you can at least give Trishel that in that she didn't quit this time. But we get both of our elimination contestants kind of setting the scene and we see the difference between the two. Who is really ready to play this and who is kind of not fully in. I I mentioned that Trishel tries in the challenge, but she's also in her head a bit. Kendall mentions that she's ready to play. She this is what she came here for. She didn't come for the politics or this the social the social game. She came to compete in challenges and eliminations and to win. And she's definitely a physical threat at this point after seeing her in this elimination. But I'll get into that shortly. But Kendall saying that is paralleled by Trishel mentioning that she would rather wrestle Kendall at this point. The the not-so-fast elimination is a lot of work, and she doesn't know if she is quite up for it. The difference between the two is quite clear at that point, and... You're expecting Kendall to win after after that, which she does end up doing. Kind of a lackluster elimination with all that went on. They don't really do that much with the rope in previous iterations. Even Camilla versus Laurel, you saw them use the whole entire structure. CT versus Darrell was definitely the entire structure. They, they really used 
as much rope as possible and made it extremely difficult for their opponents in those two iterations. And there's been other times that this elimination has been done in the past. They showed it happening on Battle of the Seasons. I don't quite remember what happens in that one. But in this one, at least, they don't really use that much rope. They're both on the same exact part of the structure, and it's only that one part of the entire thing, which leads to not the best elimination ever. But I don't think anyone was really expecting this to be an all-timer in the first place. We just wanted to see how both Rochelle and Kendall would compete, and we definitely can take them some things away from this. Just overall not the most entertaining elimination Kendall ends up winning and we kind of see her emerge as more of a strong competitor and maybe challenger to the crown of this season Anissa is definitely building her up as a threat she did that earlier in the episode Darrell gives her the stamp of approval which may be a a bit biased with them being on the same road rules but Still a stamp of approval from Darrell is a stamp of approval from Darrell. So at this point, we can definitely consider Kendall a one to watch and someone to keep an eye on in the rest of the season. She's proven that she's ready to compete. She wants to compete. She's excited about it. She want, She has something to prove. She's got all the elements that she needs to go far and do well in this game, which is very exciting. On the other hand, you have Trishel. I mentioned earlier, at least she actually tries in this elimination. And she does go out here. Wasn't really expecting too much out of Trishel in this in this season in the first place. She was never she's of course she brings some drama to all of these shows, but she's never really to be considered as a big competitor per se. She's mainly there for the drama itself. And she does mention in her exit confessional that she wasn't really prepared for the physicality of this challenge in the first place. She didn't really work out or anything. So Trishel wasn't coming on this show to be a serious contender or anything like that. She was there to bring the drama, and she did in her two episodes of existence on this season. She for sure brought the drama, and this might be the 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 biggest fight we get on the show i don't know from the previews or trailers but it, it could potentially be end up being one of our our biggest fights of the season we'll, we'll have to see how everything plays out but trishel is leaving we get a little closure from katie who says they kind of just outgrown each other i kind of mentioned that earlier um, katie's in her 40s and isn't really going to be there for trishel in the way she was when they lived together and definitely the dynamic of their relationship has changed, which I did also mention earlier. And that's pretty much it for the episode. Overall, like I said at the open of this podcast, not as good as episode one, but overall still a good one. For sure, looking forward to next week. The previews were interesting, to say the least. They're doing that ice block challenge where you have to melt an ice block with using your body, which always ends up offering some great pictures 
on the show. Um, and it'll, it'll for sure be fun to watch next week. And I think that's pretty much going to do it for me. Definitely excited for next week. Had a great time talking about the episode today. Uh, as we say, adios to Trichelle. We have 20 people left. And I'm expecting the pace to start picking up because we only have seven episodes remaining and we still have 20 people in the game. But that's going to do it. I hope everyone out there is having a nice day or had a nice day when they are listening. I am Luke Duska. You can follow me on Twitter at Duska Tweeter. It's D-U-S-K-A-T-W-E-E-T-E-R. And subscribe to this podcast and check out DuskaPop.com where more content on sports and reality TV will exist. And signing off now, have a good one, everyone. I'll see you next week.